Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. Sounds nice, check one. But keep your levels tight because of the baby. You're right. Back to one. All we got is one mic. All we got is one mic. I cannot believe that was like, wait, did Jay-Z and Nas have beef? <laughs> Don't do that to her. You gotta bleep her name out. Don't air her out like that. I can't do that to her. You've let me Why live. Why can't we talk about black stuff? <laughs> You've let me live on so many sports things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend like You're gonna that. defend your woman here? Yeah, I'm gonna pretend like that. Because <laughs> it didn't happen at the cookout, so we're good. Alright. <laughs> as long as it... Look, if that had happened at the cookout, I might have been like, you gotta walk home, yo. <laughs> That's awful. Ladies, is it awful? <laughs> Men. Men. This is awful to make your woman walk home because she, she doesn't know that JC and Nas had beef. Remember a very <laughs> iconic cultural moment? She's like, I don't even know that they, I didn't know that they had beef. And I said, fuck JC. She would, didn't even pick up that it was the lyrics. What, what, is, what would be like the female equivalent? Like not knowing that Leonardo DiCaprio was in Titanic? Not knowing that Love Story was written by Taylor Swift? Mm. Not knowing who Paris Hilton is? No. Because apparently now she's more famous than ever now that she's DJ. <laughs> well, actually, you joke about that, but X, formerly known as Twitter, and Paris Hilton will be launching an exclusive partnership deal. CEO Linda Yaccarino announced Oh, yay! Good old Linda. <laughs> Today, ex-CEO Linda Yaccarino announced that the platform would be embarking on a new partnership with Paris Hilton and her media company, 1111. In a post on X, uh, Yaccarino called Hilton the queen of pop culture, music business, and TV. Um, what year is this? <laughs> haven't you heard? The 90s are so 2011, bro. We're bringing back the 2000s now, dog. Like, all this shit. Oh my god, I yeah. saw this one time on Twitter. Uh, somebody reposted, and they were like, Oh my god, I love some 41 and Blink-182. It must have been awesome to grow up in the early 2000s. Yo, Des just asked me to get him a pair of Pit Viper shades, uh, the, like, snowboarder shits. Like, oh, and yeah. And I'm like, ooh, we really are bringing back the two. I mean, haven't you seen, like, Doja Cat's, like, IG at all? Like, we're, we're back to that. Get your chrome out. Um... Get your velour tracksuits out. <laughs> uh, the visors, we about to bring the visors back. Ooh, what is something from 2000s aesthetic that you hope stays in the early 2000s? Bleach tips. I was just thinking that. Bleach tips and gangster looney tunes. <laughs> Somewhere, damn, don't do that. I kind of want the gangster But mainly looney bleach tunes. tips. I kind of want the gangster looney tunes, uh, uh, which will airbrush tease the company. No, make it gangster anime. Gangster anime? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the Boondocks, Riley. I keep like, seeing- Like, can you imagine the Akatsuki is D12? Like... I keep seeing Riley as Tanjiro, and I'm like, okay, like Demon Slayer, but like, 
with like a little boy from the hood though. Like it, it gives me attack on the block kind of vibes. Or attack the block. I was about to say Riley gives me Aaron Jaeger vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, uh yeah, so together X and Paris Hilton will be working to create four original concept videos a year, including one that is apparently a live shopping experience where viewers can browse through a catalog of products and then click through the site to make a purchase. So apparently X is now becoming fucking QVC uh, and Paris Hilton is the host. What? What are we doing? I get Elon wants to make it to everything at Pro, but I didn't know we was like targeting the boomers like his art. So wait, is Elon trying to say that X is the app for Generation X who are now replacing the Boomers because clearly the Boomers are dying off R.I.P. Diane Feinstein? I think Elon's just really cracked out on ketamine. I mean, and really into white Pornolosos? Right? Right? Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but Lydia Yagarino is super excited about it because... I mean, I'd rather be working with Paris Hilton than Elon Musk any day. Uh, but. Pornolosos? <laughs> Why not both? Ew. No. Why would you want to work with Elon Musk? Apparently. And Paris Hilton. At the same time. Um, That's mid. <laughs> Speaking of mid. Hold on. <laughs> I didn't even get to tell you what I wanted to tell you. I think I was violated. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. That wasn't a proper reaction to that. Are you okay? I never said how I was violated. Oh, oh, okay. Um, I feel like I was almost emotionally violated. In like a kinky kind of way? I don't understand. Well, let me let me explain. So in my hand, I hold what is this? For our listeners, it is a, a red spiral back notebook that is full of. What exactly? Gibberish. Everything. Including Gibberish. jokes. Hot takes. And some of those jokes are quite dark. Oh, right, the Columbine kids. Yeah, that's one. That, that was a good one. Um, I was at this table watching everybody stand up. There were these two girls next to me. They were laughing, I was laughing, you know. As you do at a comedy. Yeah. Talk, say hi. Right, right. I go to the bathroom. I lay in with the lady. I come back. My notebook is now open. And you're sure that you weren't, you know, taking notes before you went to the bathroom and potentially left it open on the table? I did not leave it open. But when I came back, it, it was, was open. Was it open to like front or was it like the middle of the book like it was open it, like you know to like, the most recent page that it was on so the last page that you had left off and she wrote her number down oh oh but i don't know if she saw the whole like the mass pickings. shooter joke and obviously not she was clearly just flipping through to get to your heart but yeah, there, I, I'm thinking I'm, I, there's some real vulnerable shit in here, you know, like poetry. Oh, oh, so you're and shopping lists. So you feel violated because 
Um, she read I my think, diary, maybe. I think there are tons of women in the audience. First of all, hi, ladies. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, second of all, I think they're like, now you know how it feels. Yeah, no, it's weird. Um, what do you mean you feel violated? You got enough, like, bro, what? Listen, ain't dating hard But she opened here. my joke book. She touched my private notes. Exactly! It took it to your heart, my guy. How many times do I have to say it? Do you not see this meet cute? Y'all met at a comedy nightclub, right? Y'all was exchanging ha-has together. This is a fucking John Cusack movie waiting to happen. Yes, it's flipped on you, and you don't know how to handle it because normally you're the aggressive one, right? Like, you make the first move. You the one out there like, yo, let me get your handles, ma. Right? But nah, she was like, mm-hmm. while he in the bathroom, I'm gonna fucking write my number down in this book and then dip off in the night like Cinderella leaving her glass slipper in his diary. Alright, so this is that's even a little stranger. Uh, Mo, comedian I was talking about earlier, mentioned something Shout about... Shout out to Mo. Something about Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons. She was like, oh my god, I love those both! My two oh, thoughts shit. popped through my head was... Oh my god, she loves magic. And the second is, oh my god, not again. <laughs> Care to explain for our listeners? No! Like, no, no, no. You can actually go back and listen to previous episodes if you want to find out. I would go to the earlier ones, the more That episode was ones. never released, sir. <laughs> I'm sure there are some times where I will, that you have name-dropped this lady throughout the podcast that give people clues as to why um I will that say, might be I, a bit of a red flag although listeners uh you tell me uh magic the gathering is that a red flag if you see that on somebody's hinge profile are you gonna like keep scrolling or i mean like the thing is like i mean obviously you right like that's your perfect manic pixie dream scenario right um and i you- don't know anymore <laughs> My man said, look, I'm in my 30s. Not I'm only that, like, my like, life together. Like my after that, after, after to that whole thing ended, I had a little bit of a sour relationship with Magic for a bit. <laughs> oh, so you're saying you let, you got, she got too wrapped up into your love for Magic. Y'all bonded too much over that shit, and it changed the way you look. Ooh, I've had that happen before with a couple of things, right? Like, I, I'm you just ride saying, through the city in certain places ain't the same, right? You look at benches a little different. I'm just saying, just like, when I target an angel with a doom blade, I do it a little more assertively. If y'all used to go to like a, a specific Wawa together, you might like go to a one all the way across town because you like I just can't even. <laughs> oh, the levels of innuendo are rising up. Crashing through. This is Doc and Ziggy, and we are yours truly, the Blood, bringing you our pop perspective to put the culture in context and make some sense out of the mainstream. Because if we do not make sense, we don't make dollars. And how we plan to do that is by being your favorite weekly pop culture digest. Talking about the news happening around us and how it's shaping the culture that defines us. And, of course, you know how we like to start off the show. And if you don't know, now you know. 
This week's hit on the algorithm is First Person Shooter by Drake hey. and Jay Cole. For all and, you all right, dogs hold out on. There. First Person Shooter by J. Cole dogs. featuring Drake. <laughs> Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Because apparently honesty is Drake's uh, kryptonite. Like, he can't handle some of the honest reviews coming out. But I mean, let's be honest. Before we get into all of that, this track, no questions asked. I mean, like, track is fire. Like, the beat is crazy. J. Cole goes nuts, and then the beat drop. Like, it's fucking Duckworth. Like, uh, that beat is a Take Heath beat, if I remember correctly. And that beat is a Take Heath beat. Um, so, here's a fun <laughs> hip-hop fact that I found out today, thanks to Great Sage Gavin, friend of the show. Did you know the guy who played Ducky on NCIS was a musician and composed, performed, and released the song The Edge by David McCallum that would go on to be the beat for Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre's the next episode? <laughs> that is an interesting little... Uh... Right? It's a fun little fact. Yeah, that's an interesting little Easter egg there uh, for you. That's what you get listening to the Flood Pod, baby. Uh, Apparently, Dr. Dre watches that CIS. That's, that's culture and context. That's culture and context, but that's, that's exactly what we were talking about. Boom! Um, Listen, so for all the dogs, it's what? God damn, it was like 25 tracks, 90, some almost 90 minutes. Uh, and, and you about, know, mm, almost 90 minutes, or like what 87? You can don't don't worry about like 83 of them. Uh, an hour and 25 minutes long, 23 tracks exactly with features from everybody, uh, including Tizo Touchdown, 21 Savage, J. Cole, as we were just talking about. You know, he's got the scissor track on there, scissor on here twice, uh, once with that slime you out, uh, that debuted. A couple of weeks ago and then again on another feature with uh sexy red that rich baby daddy also chief keith party next door lil yachty who has a feature and also produced another track on here i mean honestly how was you how, how did you receive Right. How are you shooter is gas. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, you have definitely that shit has a chokehold on your playlist, right? Like, uh, I feel like first person shooter is widely receiving praise. Like J Cole is the one that everybody moonwalking on that shit. <laughs> that boy don't miss. That boy just don't. You know what's miss. crazy? All of the last Drake songs I've really liked. And you mentioned this for, are for the features. I, you only live twice. I literally turn it off after Rick Ross's verse. I'm, I'm all right. We're gonna. I'll get into that uh, in a little bit here as we go through. Uh, were there any tracks you absolutely uh, just had to skip, like when you heard them shits? So to answer your question, um, I only remember the name of one song. So yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go, and I feel like that hits on it perfectly, right? Like what, I feel like Drake has found this formula that is like what you do when you are trying to maintain your grades but not put effort, right? Like, <laughs> I don't relate to that. I feel, and I feel like his last couple albums have been like that. Dude, like, uh, what was it? A couple Views, of my assignments this semester have her, been like that. 
her loss was, you know, I don't, I won't even count her loss because that was a feature album, right? Like that was him and 21 Savage. But honestly, never mind. Certified Lover Boy, Scorpion, uh, More Life, Views, everything. All that shit has been, has been like, for the dude who is one track away <laughs> from tying with Michael Jackson for number ones, his last couple albums have been mid. And I'm, and I'm not saying that as a hater. I enjoyed the Drake album. They're just not fucking memorable, dude. Lots of them are. What's, what's the most memorable one he has? Like, if you're reading this, is too late. And that was the one with Future. That was the one. No, that was the one that was written by Quentin Miller. The double album you're thinking of is because Drake has been around for over Drake. ten years. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's been around almost as long as Taylor Swift. I remember both of them from high school. Like, the ones that are still around from, like, when I was in high school are, like, Riri, Kanye, eh. I feel like Drake, Drake Taylor debuted... Oh, the album is called What a Time to Be Alive. Haha, ha, I was right. Anyway, uh, the joint album between Drake and Future is What a Time to Be Alive. Um, really? I thought it was If You're Reading This. That's the cover, though. No. No, if you're reading this is too late, is the album that was ghostwritten by Quentin Miller for the most part, right? Um, obviously, you know, Drake still contends to that, you know, he just used a couple of reference tracks for Quentin. That's what Quentin alleges as well. But my point here is Drizzy is mighty upset because you guys are already making jokes. And by you guys, I mean Joe Bunn. Uh, Joe Budden really I, got under Drake's skin. Joe Budden uh, was reviewing the album on his podcast and, you know, was as he does, saying that the lyrical content of the album was rather, uh, how do you say, childish. He said, it's time to grow up, Drake. Ain't you got to be 38? No, I think the man is about to be 37. I don't know, might or might be 36. His birthday is at the end of the month. Um, which is obviously why we got the album drop at the beginning of the month. Drake responded to that with a very lengthy, uh, was it a comment under the video? Can or I read it? <laughs> Do you want to read it? Yeah, I want to read it. Champagne Poppy says on Instagram, at Joe Button, you have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because that is what actually pays the bills. For any artist watching this, just remember you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success. A quitter gave their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because the things that pop into your brain had you broke living check to check with the raps you write for 450 men showing up to your shows Oof. in dusty NC jeans to screw up their face to Mood Music 29 and pretend you are the GOAT. Jeez. Please, to any artist that's doing what they feel is right, don't let these opinions affect your mindset after the fact. This guy is the poster child of frustration and surrendering. You retired and we never hung up your jersey. We don't even remember Yikes. your number. That's the kill shot, though. <laughs> we know you are doing this. You withdraw from rap, not because you accomplished all you need, because it wasn't working for you. I never want anybody in the generations to think the whole everybody is entitled to their opinion thing is real. This is a man projecting his own self-hate 
and the fact I did and continue to do everything he wanted to do for himself. If I need to put it in simpler terms, I own a 767. He owns a modest house in the 973 and flies first class on special occasions. That was the kill shot for me. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, being the socialist I am, I don't get down on rich flexing on people. Um, although, I will say that Drake that and Joe is also Budden? me talking broke boy shit because I can't rich flex with Drake and Joe Budden. <laughs> but, but, also, hit dogs gonna holler. Right, because I was if, about to say, if you're flying first class, it is no, Instagram stories no, nonstop. Listen, listen to me, fam. A hit dog gone holler. There's a reason why Drake dropped that whole motherfucking paragraph in the comments, bro, and it is because he knows the perception is not where he wants it to be already. Academics and other outlets are predicting that For All the Dogs is projected to sell around 450k its first week, which is, I feel like, kind of modest numbers for Drake. And it might be because the album is mid. I mean, like, he's got all of the features, including the best track on the album is it's with the guy who went double platinum on an album with no features. It's, it's, I said it's 23. It's 23 songs, 23 tracks. An hour and 25 minutes. And I feel like it is the kind of album, for better or worse, that you could put on and forget is on. And now, it's up for debate whether that's a good thing or not. Lo-fi <laughs> is like that. <laughs> exactly. Right? And uh, the Pitchfork article... Basically that... what you're saying is the new Drake album is white noise. <laughs> the Pitchfork article that I uh, read for the review... Um, before the review, right, was going in depth into how Drake is very good at and often, you know, reaches into new trends. He uh, was making references to memes and um, social commentary for cultural moments that are happening He's all throughout the album. into him being a meme. It uh, very much so to the point where, like, he even, you know, kind of makes references to <laughs> people calling him sus and stuff like that. Like, it's the Toronto Raptors mascot isn't a raptor; it's Drake. Some <laughs> the Pitchfork article has some of the most Drake isms that the uh, writer thought um, listed at the bottom, including. Any nigga try to trouble you, he gonna find out it's on site like www, on site like .com, put a baby in you, you a hot mom, Virginia Beach. Um, I mean, there was one track on this album, allegedly. You, whipped and change you like American slaves, slime you out. Um, your girls in the bathroom laying down white lines like supremacists, tried our best. Uh, which is the one where he tried to say that sex with Rihanna was average? Uh, <laughs> dog, there was a whole fucking... I cannot remember what song that was, but it was, like, the whole fucking, like, first eight bars of that shit were dedicated to just Rihanna subs for no reason. Like, anti-this, yeah, anti-that. The that. girl who, who performs Rude Boy is bad at bed. I believe it. Salty. Right, like Drake is in his salty air. Drake has he clearly, literally... Drake has clearly entered 
his villain era. If you haven't seen, uh, it's been trending a lot. You know, lots of people are feeling that anti-hero wave coming on. I don't know if Taylor Swift started that right. It was Usher. (laughs) 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 We are sliding into our villain era here, and I'm kind of disappointed. I actually, I'm kind of disappointed because if we were really going to lean into for all the dogs atmosphere, I expected Drake to come a little bit harder than this, right? Like, essentially what Joe Budden is accusing Drake of is being the watered-down George Clooney of rap, right? Like, you're getting George old. George Clooney, explain that. You're getting old, you won't settle down, you're a bachelor, right? Like, Drake is, like, clearly, like, cosplaying George Clooney. I want to push back on that. He wants to be the George Clooney of rap. He's handsome, right? He's the lover boy, certified lover boy shit. How are you going to push back on that? Right. George Clooney is now happily married for almost a decade to um, one of the UN's leading human rights lawyers. And when did that happen? It was like when he was like 43. Look, man, that's that's my trajectory for getting married at this point. Drake is 36. Um, And at this point, he is tired of the the accusations. He's tired. He even made a reference to like the Billy Bobby Brown thing, like how people thought he was trying to prove her. Right, um, it's look. He's 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 over it. He's over all you motherfuckers, and he's sliding into that egotistical back back into that egotistical Drake that we were getting. I got um, two questions for you. Two questions for you. First one: How long until Pusha T drops a track? Um, at this point, I'm wondering if Joe Budden's gonna drop one because featuring uh, Pusha T. Li- no. <laughs> No, no. Little do people know or may not remember that Joe Budden had actually has like three diss tracks already against Drake, which he honestly, lyrically, king dog walk this nigga is, um, because it's Joe Budden. So we've already been in this territory before. Um, I wonder if this will reignite that, if Joe will feel the need to, like, lyrically assault. Although, I feel like, at this point, it's not going to work because of the lane that Drake chose to initiate this with. Like, it wasn't the Hamas route, which we'll get into a little later. I feel like that might be a tad bit insensitive, especially considering Drake is... Wait, is he Jewish or Jew-ish? He's had two bot mitzvahs, one for a video and well, one in real greedy. life. Um, he's also rich, right? It was a re-bot mitzvah. Um, the one for, uh, started from the bottom, Reboot I think it mitzvah. was. Also, I think Drake may be a little in his feelings because <laughs> apparently he is dealing with some health issues and has stated in several uh, interviews from, or it is at least being circulated through several different outlets at this point, that he may actually be considering a bit of a hiatus from rap to take care of some stomach issues that he has been dealing with. He also made mention to some obligations to some important people that he's got to take care of. I mean, hold on. I gotta say, honestly, I gotta say that personally, in my opinion, this is probably three, three and a half mics out of five. Uh, also, don't skip that fix for the six. Uh, that I, little Wayne album is hitting, 
I, it didn't I did, need I, 23 tracks to do it, I is did, all I'm saying. I did catch one of the songs. Uh, I mean, I've never been a huge Wheezy fan, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, that's a that's a shame. But uh, you're also like an Eminem stan, so I guess that's where we will part tides when that uh, versus comes down. I'm not an Eminem stan. I will defend him he in the sake of people. He drive off a bridge and float to an island for this nigga, but... Yeah, no, will. oh shit, how am I supposed to send this shit out? But, I will say that I will defend Eminem to the extent when people say that he is trash, I say no, he is in the high court, he just happens to be the jester. Oh yes, yes, our, our dedicated listeners will will remember that argument. Um, and I would never say that Eminem is trash. I will say that his... I think we're in agreement with that take. Is like, he's in the high court, he's just the court jester. Eminem has clearly demonstrated that at this point, he just kind of likes to have fun with rap music, but he, he does murder also... murder anyone who comes at him for whatever reason. ...have a genuine appreciation for the sport. He is literally Woody Harrelson in White Pen Cage. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, not Jack Harlow. Not not Jack Harlow. Fuck the Jack Harlow version of that movie. Um, still. Woody Harrelson bombed the fuck out. I did just watch the original White Man Can't Jump because it's on Turner Classic Movies right now. Um, if you haven't. White Man Can't Jump is on Turner Classic yeah. Movies. because uh, it is a classic movie at this point. It is, but still, like that's just. I'm so used to like Turner Classic Movies being like black and white and. 360p yeah. resolution. No, uh, no dog. Now there's a. Uh, just last month they had a whole. Um, oh, play. White Man Can't Jump is at least 480p. Yeah, just last month they had a whole uh, 90s and 2000s iconic movie. Right. What's your favorite teenage 2000s movie? Oh, dude. I love the one. Uh, you ever seen New Guy? Yeah. The bad guy had frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Malibu's Most Wanted is a classic. Van Wilder was crazy. Van I mean, Wilder can, is a great one. I think if I had to pick one, it might be like Euro Trip, right? And like, that's just because I feel like that was, or American Pie, right? Like American that's, Pie I is the gorgeous. Is that 2000s? Yeah, dude. I always thought that was like 98. It might, okay, yeah, no, I think I American Pie I always associate is, American Pie with no, I think you're right. I think American Pie is like 98 because American Pie 2 is 2001. And American Pie nowadays is wildly problematic. Obviously, right? I, but when you talk about like 2000s, like teen sex comedies, how could you leave out? And I, it's the 2000s, dude. Like everything was problematic. I mean, it's like the uh, 2000s was like the 80s. What was like, what's the guy's name? In Chrome, uh, Signifier, FD Signifier. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah like the yeah. guy FD shout Signifier out, said. Hey, shout out to FD Signifier on YouTube. Like, like FD Signifier said, nothing survived the 90s. No, no, and and I'm surprised anything is making it out of to, to the 2000s. Now that we're going back and reviewing all of that. Fucking Ted Danson has drama because yeah. he did blackface in like 1987. Jesus Christ. Oh, I forgot all about Fired Up. You remember that one? No. Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why all of the movies have made it out of like public ire is because they were all funny, but like not funny enough to be like memorable. Right. Uh, evolution begs to differ. Uh, ladies, man. Caw, caw, caw. Do you remember? Chucky, 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 chucky. 
Oh, fucking, I think I love my wife. Chris, does that count? Is that Chris? Chance the Rapper? No, that... <laughs> no, that's Chris Rock. Um... Okay, so here was the... I would have to say maybe, like, yeah, Sex Drive, or... Yeah, all, 2000 had all of the early Judd Apatow movies. Was that a Judd Apatow movie? Sex Drive? I yeah. think so. I know the first, like, major Judd Apatow movie was 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, that was on here, too. I didn't know if I would count. No. Sex Drive was Sean Anders. Very Judd Apatow esque. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if he was like on the writing staff. Have you seen uh, the Netflix show? Uh, My next guest is with David Letterman. Tweet tweet. Is it still called a tweet? Do X at us? No. They're uh, posts. Yeah, post post at us on Threads. Let us know what your favorite uh, 2000 teen comedy is. I won't say teen sex comedy. My second question is: Who do you want to see enter a villain arc? We have Usher going through a villain arc. Now we have Drake through a go- going through a villain arc. <clears throat> Drake's heel turn, though, is fucking just as corny as him, though. That's my whole point with this album, right? Is like, even the way Drake does misogyny is cheesy, right? And at this point, I agree with Joe Budden says, but I don't feel like it takes away from what this album is trying to deliver. I do, however, also feel like this album was half-assed and there are reports of last-minute verse switch-ups and last-minute edits that kind of allude to this album not being entirely what Drake may have wanted it to be. Are we going to get patch notes for this album? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a little sneak playlist before Drake actually slides into hiatus, especially because he is only one away from Michael right now. So this is why where I wanted to bring it back to. So he's comparing himself to Michael, but you said earlier that Joe would dog walk him in lyrics, right? Um, I don't. Well. If you listen to that 8 a.m. in Charlotte, see, when shit, when this Drake, is the other thing, like, when Drake, Drake is, does that 8 a.m. in Charlotte shit, then I'm like, see, not that Drake, you know, that's, that's competition right there, right? Uh, but we're also talking about Joe Butt, who is not for nothing. <laughs> Drake can't sing or dance the way Michael can. <laughs> I would not put Drake as the king of pop. The way Michael is. He's definitely the king of pop rap. Uh, it's funny that pop you said that. Pop rap, that's fine, but he's not the king of pop. I saw, um, mm, I might push back on that in a second, but I did see a Ryan comedy uh, post earlier where he was talking about going to a Drake concert, and it was the worst concert he's ever been yep. to. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude, because Drake concerts aren't for dudes. Drake's music has never really been for dudes. He's making music for the vapid women. It's like, I'm sorry, ladies. Not all of you who listen to Drake are vapid, right? But, but the women he talks about being in these emotional conflicts with and dealing with and the kind of women that he's buying purses and shit for, which he talks about doing relentlessly through the fucking album, is like, yeah, like those kinds of women, those are the ones who go to his concerts and sing his lyrics because it's fun to sing that shit when you drunk and you mad at niggas, right? <laughs> you know who's not going to his concerts? Joe Biden. Rihanna. 
No, because she's too busy happy with her man, Drake. It, with one kid? Or two? Two now. Two now. Two um, now. Um, but with all that being said, let's just give a, uh, before we go to break, give a quick rundown of some other things that we have to talk about. One of the most influential animes of all time is getting a reboot. We also have, you know, that Facebook AI update to get into. We have some more Twitter news to talk about. And self-checkouts and automation might not be happening as quickly as we thought. We'll get into all of that right after we come back from this break. Break! Welcome back. Welcome back. Looks like big retailers are rethinking a different side to automation. I won't say I saw this particular outcome coming. I did. Um, but, duh, duh. Uh, it seems like self-checkout aisles may be facing a self-reckoning. According to an Insider article, retailers who hope to save big on labor costs by introducing self-checkout lanes have recently moved from uh, the automated push to reinstilling the need for real people to help customers with their purchases. AKA, they're tired of you niggas stealing shit through the self-checkout aisles. <laughs> it's really costing them a lot of money. Industry estimates suggest inventory losses can rise between 31% to 60% or more depending on the number of self-checkout counters in a store. According to the Insider article, Costco, for example, has started asking its staff members to check for membership cards and help with the scanning of items at their self-checkout lanes. Dude, somebody's gonna try to walk out of Costco with a fucking TV. They're gonna get their receipt checked and it's gonna say a pack of Wrigley's gum. I've heard oh. that wa certain Walmarts now have aerial view, right? So they can see if you are placing things on the little weighted tray or whatever, right? Or holding stuff in your hand and will tell you prompted on screen like, hey, you forgot to scan that thing that you're holding in your hand and it'll name the thing like the fucking Dr. Pepper that you're holding. Like, yo, yeah, we see you, fam. Uh, and they are reportedly pulling self-checkout counters from at least three of their stores in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The company did not elaborate on the reason for the change and said it has no widespread plan for removal of these self-checkout counters. But... <laughs> I do know that they have been getting hit with all kinds of theft, right? Like, it, it is absolutely crazy how much you all have been stealing from Walmart. And I'm here to say, keep up the good job. Yeah. Everybody should be stealing from Walmart. No, up, like I said, like, it, it's like, it, it's it's a civic duty to steal from, from Walmart. Walmart. Yes, and like, is. the thing is, is when you're stealing from Walmart, you don't even have to hide from the employees because they don't care. They, they don't, don't get, get paid, paid enough. enough. And the thing is, is chances are they steal from Walmart too. They, they won't even make. They'll, them... out, they'll like block right. out for you like a fucking offensive lineman. The Wal only reason Walmart you steals hide from them, Walmart steals from their employees. The only reason you hide when you're stealing from Walmart is to keep the other customers from catching on to the grift. And I'm here to tell you it's okay. Tell everybody. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Help your grandmother. Old people love to steal, apparently. So so does help. Winona Ryder. <laughs> help an old person. AKA Winona Cycle. 
And Leangelo Ball. Help an old person steal a pair of socks for no reason. And Donald Trump. <laughs> but we'll get into that. He's an old person who, you know, I wouldn't mind if he stole... He, he's probably stolen from Walmart. He's probably stolen 300% more than he actually I has. I can totally see Donald Trump walking into Walmart and just stealing shit because everybody's too busy with him being Donald Trump. Right? And he's like, ew, this is what you Does he pocket it or does he just hold it? He definitely pockets it, right? Like, he just finds something like a little trinket. He's like, I like this. Here. And no, you know what he does? He gives it to somebody else. He's like, here, hold this for me. <laughs> yeah. Here, yeah. Mark Meadows, hold this. <laughs> Rudy, what are you doing? Rudy. Don't drop it. Rudy, you're go home. You're drunk. <laughs> and then, yeah, and no, the, no, what it is, is is, hey, Rudy, hold this, right? And then as they're walking out and the thing beeps, it's like, oh, my God, Rudy, you didn't pay for that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you, you know doing? what else Rudy didn't pay for? His lawyers! All the niggas is broke. Uh, Donald is apparently like hemorrhaging campaign money at this point and uh, maybe also... getting to a point where he can't spend campaign funds, legally spend campaign funds on any of his court cases because some of the court cases coming up don't have to do with campaign fund violations. So, I, I just think this... It's funny because yeah, no, no shit. We all saw this coming. Who didn't? Who wasn't or hasn't stolen from a self checkout at this point? Yeah. Not that if we have any young listeners, I'm advocating you guys steal unless it's from Walmart. Don't Just tell your steal parents. Steal fuck from Walmart. Everybody should steal. Um, fuck the Walmart. Honestly, make it a game. Like have like challenges <laughs> with your friends. Right. If you guys had done the lick challenge at Walmart instead of, you know schools where people are trying to earn an honest living. I know Walmart employees are trying to earn an honest living too, but once again, fuck the Waltons. They don't I, pay their employees. I just want to say, since it happened when I was a minor, and I am no longer a public official, the statute of limitations has ran its course. My record from Walmart is eight Yu-Gi-Oh tins in one run. Before we incriminate you any further, I will go ahead and say that on the flip side, though, you know, automation isn't always a bad thing, right? Statute of limitations, everybody. Helped a lot of us steal, and it is also helping Japan fight against its overwhelming boar and bear problem. Yes. Oh my god, it's Princess Mononoke all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, kinda. Yeah. Robotic super monster wolves are guarding Japan. <laughs> Robotic- Real sentence! This is a real headline from Pop Science. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before this goes on, this is a segment. Is this a who the fuck asked for this or an I never knew I needed this? Um, it might be both by the time you be the judge. By the time we finish reading this article, you tell me. Uh, Robotic super monster wolves are guarding Japanese towns against bears. First introduced to combat the invasive boar population. Say it one more time. One more time. Or robotic super monster wolves are guarding Japanese towns against bears. First introduced to combat the invasive wild boar population, experts now believe the robo wolf could deter wandering black and brown bear populations. Stories about solar powered robotic wolves first surfaced back in 2017 after the Japanese researchers began testing prototypes to combat the wild boar of uh, devastating encroachments into, into farmland. Since then, the company Wolf Kumi uh, expanded sales into Century products featuring uh, menacing fangs, fur, and flashing red LED eyes. 
a head has uh and the head of the wolf has like the capability of like shaking side to side um a 90 decibel howl um but wars weren't the only problem that rural japanese communities were facing so now uh wolf kai uh wolf kumai's expertise have been used to create <laughs> the super monster wolf prototype uh protecting farmers crops from bears as well as why didn't the libertarian paradise make mecha super robot wolves According to the BBC, uh, some researchers estimate that over 22,000 bears are located in the Hokkaido region, where the wolf uh, robot is being placed. With over 150 bear attacks over the past six decades, and with four, four fatalities in 2021 alone. So, you know, um, I'm not going to be the first person to say that, you know, one bear attack is probably too many bear attacks, um, especially if it happened in, like, a rural community area but a rural community area but <laughs> if i could i i kind of wish we were filming today so i could show you this wolf but dude like just google super monster wolves and i promise you you won't get some weird manga like <laughs> manga that thing literally looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh card it looks like, it, it looks like when the wolf in princess mononoke got like infected with like the demon word Honestly, it looks like the Turner Classic movie version of a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, and I could see how that would scare off some boar. Um, apparently, it's pretty effective against scaring off bears, too. But that's, you know, just an example of how automation can be a good thing, right? It's not all replacing workers. Sometimes it's doing... I, I personally... I, how much would a Japanese farmer have to pay you to dress up in a wolf costume with glowing red eyes to scare off bear all day. Is that like a $60,000 a year job? No, oh, I'm <laughs> dealing with bears, dude. <laughs> Have you ever seen the documentary Grizzly Man? Uh, first of all, no, that dude was trying to be like Jane Goodall. That's like a whole different arena. Like, I mean, black bears are actually pretty easy to scare off. Have you seen them? They're almost like domesticated at this point. Right, like Alaska. Black bears are chill. Grizzly bears, ah. Oh. Yeah, no, that's a that's a different. So, do you want my ultimate takeaway from this article? Yes. Personally, Japan 100% has real functioning gun dogs. <laughs> like so military think, grade functioning gun dogs. So you think because the one Gundam that they've shown us could do like a little two step? Right. And, yeah, and, and now they have super, super mecha, mecha robot wolves scaring off bears and this boars. Despite how many Boston Dynamics like robot competitions we've seen, and like the fact that the niggas can still barely climb stairs, right? Like, yes, I know I've seen the videos of certain robots doing backflips and things like that, but can it do it in sand though? Because this is. America thought it was top shit when it made Pong. And then Japan was like, hold my sake. Here's Mario. <laughs> yes, I fully believe that underneath Japan's surface, where Gendo Akari is running the secret nerve operation, Japan secretly has real working Gundams. Yes, I For believe that. Or what? The alien invasion? The alien invasion. Korea. I'm sorry. Are you telling me that you think that if 
Korea launches like a fucking intercontinental ballistic missile. Absolutely. That Japan Absolutely. is going to out the fucking It gives robots. them another excuse to try it again. Third time's a chart. In other news, I do want to see that uh, Godzilla negative uh, one or whatever it is that's coming out. That shit looks intense. The last couple of Godzilla movies were, were kind of mid, right? But they were enjoyable affairs. Uh, now that it's back in kaiju territory, though, dude, like, I'm kind of here for the metaphorical destruction of the city. How strong do you think kaiju monsters really are? In comparison to what? How strong do you think kaiju monsters are? I mean... How much clout do you think Godzilla You think you could beat the character from Fist of the North Star? Do you think... I think Baki could beat Godzilla, but... Excuse me, what did you just say? No, I'm gonna make you stand on that. Excuse me, what? Godzilla's a bitch, yo! He's got really? T-Rex arms! Did you not What's he gonna see... do against Baki? Did I'm sorry, did you not see Godzilla versus King Kong? Did you not see the way Godzilla dog-walked King Kong? Uh, have you not seen Baki dog-walk people all over? <sighs> I mean, Alright, yes. fine. Yes, Luffy Baki... beats Godzilla for sure. Like, Tier 5 Luffy? Yeah, I mean, like, if you want to cheat, Gear 5, GG, but... Yeah, it's a Tier 5. Year five. But the reason I mentioned Fist of the North Star is it is going to be getting a reboot return. Oh, oh, they, they are finally reaching back into that 80s anime. According to Screen Rant, Fist of the North Star is one of the most influential anime and manga of the 1980s, and it was just been announced it will be returning for a new reboot. It does, yeah. it does have some pretty, even the animated scene, I mean, the, I've only seen, like, you know, clips from the uh, Shonen Jump mangas, right? But the uh, anime, though, like, dude, it was one of my first uh, gateways into that, like, just brutal, over-the-top, gory anime kind of shit. Oh, it's great. There are very few anime and manga that have oh, left as great. much of an impact as Fist of the North Star, and that's set to continue with a brand new anime. In celebration of the series' 40th anniversary, Warner Brothers Japan announced that a new anime adaptation was in development. Nothing else was stated beyond it, featuring a new cast and that it will use new animation techniques, but further details are expected to be revealed soon. The movie from 1995, the movie adaptation, had fucking Malcolm McDowell in it and Mario Van Peebles, as well as Chris Pitt. What a fucking line for an adaptation for this shit, dude. It's, it's great. So, the uh, famous line that I'm sure you've heard before, you're already dead, comes from Fist of the North Star. Oh yeah, that was after he like did that weird little like touch thing and the thing was like sitting there talking to this shit. He was like, oh, really? That's I remember funny. the line from uh, Kill Bill Volume 2. Oh yeah, because of When the, she does the five-finger death punch? Yeah, yeah. That's, um a special move in the new Mortal Kombat game. I can't remember which character it is that does it. Uh, it might Ooh, be... Ooh! Another trick, real quick, you it probably know the answer. I, what is the bride's I, name in the movie? 
Oh, it's Beatrix Kiddo, and the only Boom! reason she has a name is because Uma wouldn't come back to film the sequel Unless. if her character was given a name because Quentin got her in a very risky car accident yep. while filming the first movie. Um, that is actually on film if you go look for it. I'm not telling you to go look for it. I'm just telling you that Quentin Tarantino almost accidentally killed Uma Thurman in the jungle. Uh <laughs> for the pursuit of art. And that's what he would have said. Yeah. Um, and I'm, and I'm not like, shitting on... He's like, if there's risks to art... I'm not shitting on Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Banksy would say the same thing. He's like, dude, I'm, I'm risking a charge every time I do this. It's also part of the reason why we have the Screen Actors Guild. Um, hey! <laughs> support labor! <laughs> yeah. Or else people will start making movies where children die again. Um, I guess also, since we lost last week's episode, we should do a real quick run over of the WGA strike ending. Oh yeah, the WGA strike ended. They and came to a tentative agreement after uh, Drew Barrymore's little pullback stunt didn't work out and they figured, oh shit, these writers aren't really playing around. It's uh, really crazy that Drew would do that considering she's been in SAG-AFRA since she was like four. Right, right. But it was, there, there are rumors, murmurs, around uh, the internet that that was her having to pull back because she got dog walked in the reaction to that statement is part of what made the AMPTP go, oh, this isn't going anywhere. Oh, so you think everybody was like, yo, Drew, you gotta bite the bullet. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking she jumped out there and they saw what happened to her when she jumped out there and realized that they were in it for the long haul. and. Even Drew Barrymore, who was like kind of gearing herself up to be like the white Oprah, right? Like, yeah. Even Drew Barrymore could catch a fate. All right, like Bill Maher, fuck Bill Maher. Right. But Drew, I, I feel like like her it show was, hasn't been on that long. I'm kind of like, and she's it, kind of always been like America's sweetheart. Yeah, no, but she that's the energy. But she not brings. like the hot America's sweetheart. If just you like haven't the, seen her talk show, I recommend you give it a look. It's very, uh, it's, I would prefer... It's very wholesome. I yes. have seen it before. It, it is very wholesome, right? I mean, like, didn't she get, like, MGK to, like, cry on there, right? In, like, a wholesome way, right? Like, in a very, like, healing way. Like, she probably likes him to get, talking about his Meg, or... It is, like, they're calling it the anti-Ellen, right? Because she is very, like, opposite of... It's, like, very opposite of villain art. She's like, why are you going on your villain art? What kind of experiences do you feel like you're gonna gain from that journey and then she sits next to you with like her feet up on the couch it's very cozy right like her her talk show is very cozy i remember there was some stand-up that said drew barrymore is very attractive in the right light that Jesus. right light is just very hard to find you know what else is hard to find uh, apparently ai is having a hard time finding its lane and one of those newest lanes is Meta's take on AI. Uh, Meta just recently Ooh, had... This is one I'm not familiar with. You do too. Please tell. Meta just recently had his Connect keynote uh, event. Yeah, we'll go with event. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg spoke about unrolling and announcing all of Meta's new AI features. <laughs> AI featuring imaginative generation and a personal so like i did see the ai stickers yeah so that was one of the first big pieces of trending uh news to come out of this whole keynote ceremony 
right? Um, the next one was the personal assistant feature that will be introduced to Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram. And that is one of Meta's new pieces of software that will help you with providing information and doing mundane online tasks for you. Um, not much else has been announced about that other than it's powered by an open source uh, large language model uh, called Llama 2 uh, for all of our tech nerds out there. Uh, Meta AI. Does it have a hat? Meta's AI tool uh, that chats directly with users to answer questions, share information such as restaurant recommendations, biking trails. Um, so Meta is really stepping into gear to kind of be everything that X wishes it could be. The everything yeah. <laughs> As far as even getting pretty notable celebrity endorsements for its next AI feature, uh, a very, in my opinion, dystopian take on celebrity partnerships. Uh, a celebrity AI chatbot. That's right. Uh, you can now have a classic AI chat feature with more than 28 AI characters, unique personalities and interests available on WhatsApp, Messenger, and Instagram with Features from everybody, including Charlie D'Amelio, Snoop Dogg, and, and Dwayne Wade. And what's really weird to me about this whole feature is the fact that they're not AI-generated celebrity versions of themselves. They're playing characters. So, like, Kendall Jenner is one. She plays a character called Billy, who is a no-BS ride-or-die companion. Charlie D'Amelio plays a dance enthusiast named Coco. Snoop Dogg is a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master. Okay, that I'm all about. Continue, because the rest of this sounds like hot trash. Dwayne Wade plays um, Victor, an Iron Man triathlete, motivating you to do and be your best self. Yeah, no, right? still fuck that. So, um, all of these are, like, AI-generated characters. Snoop to... Dogg as a D&D &D Dungeon Master? I am all fucking for. Uh, you mentioned Yo, the AI-generated stickers Yo, earlier. walking in a castle. AI image editing will be a feature coming to Instagram in the future as well. And it just like yay because we aren't convinced everybody's faking their lives on Instagram enough. And you know Mark Zuckerberg is looking to help you know destabilize your self esteem even more. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> just in time, just in time for our dumb dystopia, right? Uh, I, I I gotta say I'm actually kind of interested to see how some of these AI features work. As you know, I've kind of been like i won't say anti-facebook right but i've really been doing my best yeah i've had to, to i've had to message you on instagram instead of messenger and the irony right of which you is still anti-facebook which is, is still in the meta pipeline right um but i've just chosen to you know there's this crazy thing we have each other's phone numbers it's funny how many people whose phone numbers I have that I actually still just text through social or message through social media. Yeah, no, there's there's a, a an unspoken formality to it. I, I think it's because of all the extra features and like you know bits and ends and shiny things that come with 
chatting on a social media app. That is what it is for, right? But I mean, unfortunately, are... social media has made a commodity out of socializing. Well, there right? are there are three people that I get text messages the most <laughs> from. Uh, family, people I might be sleeping with, and bill collectors. So that goes to tell you how intimate text messaging is. Right. And like I said, with the way social media has now commodified socializing we are think i think we're seeing one of the possible outcomes of that which is this lean into these personal ai assistants and these ai generated friends i have been having a lot of fun with ai the the bing ai generator i haven't used that yet really I know, right, i'm so a little like I'm, I, I feel like we should embrace this AI technology, right? Because the sooner we actually embrace it, the I feel like the sooner we can actually rationalize it and regulate it better because it definitely needs to be regulated. This shit is crazy. Here's what I told Bing AI image generator to make. Have Mickey Mouse dressed as a detective working with Batman to solve a murder that happened in a moon bounce. They are both looking at a pool of blood and a chalk outline on the floor of the moon bounce. Have the camera slightly above them. Put some police in the other room, taking pictures with an old-style camera. Make it look like a 1980s detective film. Or a 1920s detective It's It's not far off from what you asked for. It's it's pretty wild what Here, these, here's the other these ones AI that they systems should. So can do. There's that one with more blood. That one, where it's more blood, older camera, but I don't like Batman. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Batman. And then there's one. this one. That I feel this... like that one's the one. But the That's suit the sucks. One. No, I think the suit is perfect, especially for an '80s detective movie. '20s detective movie. Yeah. In a moon bounce. So yeah, I was In... helping a friend of the show, the moon bounce guy. I was coming up with random marketing ideas because I'm doing my. Uh, social media paper for class on his business because it's fucking hilarious. So I just started like AI typing things. I'm like, put the moon bounce in this! Put a moon bounce in this! So like he posted pictures, he posted them on his thing and it's like a moon bounce in the Coliseum, a moon bounce at the signing of the Declaration of the Independence, a moon bounce at the storming of the Bastille. Like... <laughs> Yo, I just... I don't know, man. Um, I feel like with the way all these different uh, AI models are popping up, like I said, Facebook has Llama and Emu, their image generator um, for that sticker thing. It, for that sticker thing, for this sticker feature. Right? I will say, like, the cool thing about AI art is the fact that I was able to just think that up and I would never fucking take the time to paint, paint that whole like fucking that. painting and it of gave you Batman. Like, and it Sonic gave you like <laughs> like five pictures too, right? It didn't just give you one. Like it, yeah, the thing is, is like could you imagine painting like, I, five pictures I of love, Batman and Mickey Mouse and a moon bounce? Like I love real art. I, I am a real creative myself. I know the human touch that goes into real art. Well, Those I mean, pictures look soulless, let's but also, they are exactly what I asked for. They do look very... AI art does look very soulless in a way that, like, you would 
sounds corny, right? And you would be like, that sounds exaggerated, but every example I've seen of AI-generated art, I don't know how else to put it, looks like a computer painting. Yeah, it's right? like, like it's, I look at them and I'm like, that looks really cool, but no one made that. Like, that's just shitted out by a computer. Like, but it looks cool. You just don't really, like, it doesn't leave that impact. Like, I look at AI art the way I look at memes. But that's exactly what this WGA strike was about, right? And it's exactly what the SGA strike was about. It's like, you know, they are leaning more and more into what this AI technology is capable of. We had this kind of murmuring going on when uh, they started leaning into CGI more, right? And, uh, you know, actors and... uh, people outside like you know the effects people and everything were like i saw you know, push back against that i saw an ai art and it was the the caption was uh, the first game where drew holiday blows defensive assignments and it's just a nothing it's nothing but a crowd of white busted celtics fans looking really angry holding signs that say trash and trade drew but I, I'm just saying, so like, cause you know, where Dwayne Wade is one of the feature participants in this AI character partnership thing, and I'm just like, do you? Is he gonna tell me about Gabby? You? Is no, it's Victor. Remember, it's not Dwayne Wade. Yeah, no, I don't it's, care. It's Victor. Then I don't care. So you're the not. The only thing I'm interested in is Dungeons and Dragons Snoop Dogg. You're not. Okay, so you will participate. So that's enough to draw you into messing with this little AI feature. If I can have, if. Would you do a D&D campaign run with me and two other friends run by an AI Snoop Dogg? I don't know if I care that it's an AI Snoop Dogg. What if we place it in Detroit? It's not going to make it any better for me. Uh, Just like I wasn't really like over the fucking moon about the Tupac Halloween. Yeah, one of the guys is playing a street pharmacist. Just like, yeah, no, I, I didn't care that much for the Tupac hologram. Like, yeah, it's super cool technology. Um, I was wondering but, when I saw the Tupac hologram and then I saw Snoop Dogg performing with him. I was my the first thing I thought of is what is running through Snoop Dogg's head while he's doing. It. Yeah, it, it's it, and that's where I'm like, I'm the, like that has to be bizarre. I, like, I feel like that perfectly encompasses how I feel about all this. AI news that's been happening lately is it all sits in the uncanny valley right like all of it even the news around it the way it's happening like is weird like I'm mad that it's happening more through like pop culture and not like actual scientific development it's not like we've got fucking Jarvis's coming through like we're just now getting to like Google and like actual tech companies making AI virtual assistants Right, like this shit started off as like a weird way to make memes and pictures of Donald Trump riding like fucking carousels. Who is now censored? <laughs> you can't even use him as a fucking prompt anymore. It's like anybody who is alive, you can't use as a prompt. So it's like, or Julius Caesar. You can't use Julius Caesar for some reason. Dude, I'm so well because people are copyrighted images, and that's why I. Th- Julius Caesar is copyrighted. <laughs> I don't. I don't. By who? Excuse me. I Paul Newman? I don't feel like... Okay, so copyrighted is a weird way to... I didn't mean copyrighted. I mean people, like themselves. Like, your personal image should not necessarily be something 
that could just be thrown into any random. We're dealing with this with deep fakes now, right? We're dealing like, with this like with someone else as well. We'll get into that. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.